Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, I'm Promise, and you're listening to Dare Press Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for coming into, into our midst. And Lord, just thank you for allowing us to fellowship together. Lord, I also just thank you for being our God and letting no one else take the place inside of our lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. Welcome to our, our morning Bible study and our continuation in of the study of the Lord's house. So the past few episodes, we've been discussing and teaching on the choosing ground and that being earth. Um, <clears throat> this is the choosing ground to figure out who we're going to serve, the Lord or anything else, <coughs> in short. And... Um, we haven't really had a whole lot of, I'll say, dialogue and discussion on it. Um, you know, it's kind of broken, if you will, from our, our normal pattern. But um, we want to get back to that and open the floor for there for any questions uh, that you have and or, uh, most importantly, anything the Holy Spirit has been speaking or ministering to you in this or during this time. So with that being said, who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. Um, in one of the, the devotionals last weekend, Mommy had mentioned choosing ground and time, and she referenced Revelation 12 about the dragon trying to persecute the woman. And the Lord was just showing me, while that uh, can be looked at in the natural sense, as in like trying to get rid of baby Jesus and the dragon being Herod for a time, um, just something the Lord had shown me was um, if you looked at it after he tried to devour her child God gave her wings and she flew off to the place that was prepared for her for whatever time it was that God had said and then he tried to spew water out of his mouth to cause a flood to kill the woman but the earth helped her opened its mouth and swallowed the waters and then he was as in the dragon, was angry with the woman and then went to go make war with her offspring. And the Lord was just showing me that the first time trying to consume the child was the devil trying to kill Jesus. But then when he saw that that wouldn't um, come to pass and that he couldn't do that, now he's going to try to stop God's plan another way by getting his believers, his people, to side against him and not choose him. And then uh, I was thinking of Ephesians 5.16 where it says redeeming the time for the days are evil. Mm -hmm. And the Lord was just showing me that the, back to Revelation 12, the dragon making war with the woman's children was trying to distract them from making the choice to live for God. It was trying to steal the time. And that's why um, in, in the word God tells us about time and hurrying and doing things quickly and being ready for the season and the event when it's happening, not sleeping because it, it's important. Um, again, in a, another scripture, Satan 
only comes to steal time, kill, and destroy. So he steals the word and he tries to steal your time. And it's up to us to watch against that and to make sure that we're ready. And I don't mean like we make ourselves ready, but we allow God to work on us and we stay with him so that when the time comes for this event to take place, we're properly equipped to partake in it and we're not left unaware. And then... Well, can, we, can we pause there for, for oh. a quick second? Yes. And, and I'm asking you to do this because your focus has been on time. A lot of this, right? Mm-hmm. The enemy does come to steal, kill, and destroy. Absolutely. But we should not be unaware of his schemes, right? Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Stealing, killing, and destroying is not just about taking your stuff or time. That is a part of it, right? Yes. What is it that we always, well, not, oftentimes tell you guys about sin? Oh. What is it, sir? It'll take you farther when you want to go to... Uh, Keep I'm you longer than you want to stay. Make you pay more than you want to pay. Okay. So how does he do that? He doesn't just snatch your, your TV, right? Or something to yes. that effect and inconvenience you or, or burn your house down or any of those things, right? He also tries to plant seeds. And the seeds are there to do what? To either get us, or, or I'll say it in this way. The, he tries to get us to give up the blessing of the Lord. And the, we're back in the garden, right? Adam and Eve, or Adam and woman, later to be Eve, right? They didn't just have time. They had every blessing you could imagine. It was already provided for them. But what happened was one of one of two things. You can go look at it either way. The devil tries to get tries to steal the blessing from us. Right? And he does some of the ways he does this is by trying to get us to forfeit the blessing. The blessing of the Lord. Which includes time and his perfect timing. And his will and, and all the other things that he's provided. It matters. Right? And and we end up giving it up when we do, right? Forfeiting it because of our rebellion. If he can't take it from us and get us off track, then he will try to plant seeds in which we then rebel and then disqualify or forfeit the blessing that's already been there and provided for us. Time is one aspect, one element, one part of that equation. But it matters. Mm-hmm. He has no wisdom, right? We already pointed that out in an earlier episode. He was literally told and then shown how the Lord was going to redeem us. And that was right in the beginning. And then all the different ways and times that w- it was said how the Lord was going to redeem us yearly sacrifices Jesus himself unless a seed falls in the ground and dies right I mean these the clues were there but yet having ears to hear he did not hear and having eyes to see he did not see mm-hmm. he was blinded but we shouldn't be blinded by how he chooses to operate 
So uh, I'm glad you brought up time, but it is all encompassing because the Lord just doesn't do things one aspect at a time. He thought of everything, the end from the beginning and every intersecting point for each of us and who we'd come in contact with and what we should be saying and doing and right yes so it matters mm-hmm. and you know there's an aspect that brings together what you're both saying the adversary if he can't take it from you he tries to get you uh-huh. to forfeit it god and we just discovered he's he has his plan that is in motion it's going whether you think it see it know it or not his plan is in motion and it's going and he has put boundaries on these things he's put limitations on time time has a limit (laughs) time is not going to proceed eternally it has a limit we see god created in seven days six days of work one day of rest we see all of those things saying hey there is a, a limit to this so if the adversary can distract you and in your your blindness you forfeit and you miss the time and opportunity the type and shadow of the ark there was a limit on that he wasn't just going to build the ark eternally forever just one blank one plank at a time god was not going to bear with it in this condition forever no no just to clarify you meant the ark with noah yes noah's ark okay not the ark of the covenant noah's ark just, sorry just want to clarify in the, in the for great the flood genesis chapter six amen there was a limitation there were people around it who were playing and given in marriage and all of those things but one man and his family was about god you know i see you're working something here your plan is in motion i better be in time and season with your plan so i don't miss what you have for me the adversary the other people's eyes were blinded by their own lust willingly and they were caught in that sin thinking they still had time well there was a deadline (laughs) and when it came time now it's time for the next phase so likewise in our time in this earth you're not going to live forever in this condition there is an eternal state so don't spend the time that god gave you that he made for you to be um made into his image and his likeness to come into fellowship with him and to partake of him don't spend it thinking you have time forever that's that's probably one of the reasons christ never father god never revealed when he was coming back because people would cast off restraint and restraint and go oh i still got time i know jesus is coming tuesday at five o'clock i'm gonna live like the dickens until monday at or tuesday at 459 exactly i was gonna say it would be the last minute tuesday 459 at 459 oh lord forgive me lord forgive me and right and hope that i and think i'm going to make it where he said if you love me keep my commandments if he's and he said the 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 just man shall walk by his faith all of those things would be out of whack if he told us i'll be back tuesday at five o'clock does that make sense? So yes, you're yes. you're both talking on the same line. It's just there's a connection between mm-hmm. it. God's time is running. Absolutely. You should see that band stretched across everything. It's running. And God knows the standards and the metrics. And for us in our day-to-day, God gives us opportunities to come to him. And, you know, opportunities for blessing, opportunities for everything. And if you're not prepared, you will miss your opportunity, which is what I think you were referencing as well. Layla. And my love, you're looking at the, the bigger, but you're, you're talking about the same things, but we got to bring them together Absolutely. to make them functional in the life of the believer. Mm-hmm. You, you had something else that the Lord was ministering to you. Oh, and he was just showing me about the things that I do in my life, like um, 
for anyone that has grown up with siblings, if you know one of them is snitching on you, you try to, and your parents or attention is on you, you try to deflect and go look over here, shiny ball. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's something the Lord was showing me that I had to work out of me. And this is it can apply to anybody because that is a really big weapon of the enemy that he uses on anybody and everybody if he can to take your eyes off of jesus when he said keep your eyes on me look neither to the left nor to the right but straight ahead proverbs mentions it he tells it to joshua when he gave him the commandment and god was just telling me because i was like lord how am i going to get this done like there's just no way and he said well one of my issues is the, the little shiny ball thing and i i take on um I wouldn't say personality, but I mimic those actions and behaviors. And then I set an example for other people. Like, um, just some, like, my parents tell me all the time that it's very easy for me to take on somebody else's personality because of the way that I am. And that's something that I have to guard against because I can take whatever they're doing and put it on myself. And that's not what I'm supposed to do. And so I was just asking the lord like how how can i how can i live for you how is this possible and he said keep your eyes on me mm-hmm. if you do it you're sure you're sure to get where you where you need to go and where you desire to go because i've never heard anybody say yeah i want to go to hell today that just sounds like a really good idea well when you live a little bit longer you will right <laughs> <laughs> there are people like we talked about the heavenly community there's some people that were going to look god in his face and curse him and there were some that would choose Christ. And God knows that dynamic, but he put us, this form of creation, he put us through the earth and time to let us make our choice. Mm-hmm. That's how he could say, this person is made for that. This person is made for that. He doesn't take away our opportunity to choose. He gives everybody a chance, and he still knows what our choice will be. So, choose life. Choose life. Amen. <laughs> What else? Okay. Christ. Are you going, Mr. Jean? Okay, on a slightly <laughs> different note. <laughs> Let's hear it, sir. On a slightly different note, I was wondering, and the Lord was just showing that first the question he asked me was, which day was time created? Okay. Didn't, didn't we cover that? There's three questions. It's a sequence. It's a sequence. Sequence to help everybody, for me to convey the thought to everybody else. Okay. So... So Okay, well, you walk us through it, and then we'll go from there. What the Lord is showing you. Okay, so... And then the second question he asked me was when the earth was created, which was the first day. And then man was created the sixth day, and the Lord was just showing that he created the timeline before earth was... Um, not earth, before man was created. Man mm-hmm. had not yet been put there. So the Lord was just showing me that he already knew what man's choice was going to be. There was no doubt that man was going to fall, mm-hmm. though that's not what the Lord wanted for man. He just knew what was in man before man knew what was inside of him himself mm-hmm. and what he wanted. So the Lord is showing that 
as mommy was talking about yesterday, she was saying that the Lord doesn't wait for the devil to react and saying, okay, the devil's did this one, I'll do this. It's not a chess match. He already knew it was going to happen. So the Lord's just showing me that long before we were here, roughly, before man was created or we, the Lord had even put us together, the Lord had already created something for us. Mm-hmm. And he already provided the way for us to go back to eternity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and he says that repeatedly, right? Didn't he say that? Same thing to Abraham. He let him know what was going to happen with his descendants. Yes, that they go to 400 years in captivity. Yes, he talks about all of that long before it actually happened. Yes. Mm-hmm. Luke chapter 14, uh, verse 28, and I'll read through 33. It's Luke chapter 14, verse And it says, for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000 or else while the other is still a great way off he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace so likewise whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple Jesus taught in parables right yes and most of those parables were to define and bring to life and light to the hearer the spiritual truth that is actually the reality so they could comprehend it and see beyond what was in front of them now, yes. here we have King Jesus, Messiah, talking about something here, a principle. If he's telling us this, then that means God first practiced it himself. Because he doesn't ask us to be different than him. He made us in his image and his likeness. In that way, right? We're to take yes. on his characteristics and become like him and do the things that he does. So, do you think our Father God started creation and didn't first have a plan he had a plan he had a detailed Mm -hmm. plan from the he he mapped blood vessels muscles and sinews hair eyes colors genetics gene all of that he mapped it to the smallest iota of things up to the greatest for his plan to be carried out so the jots and the tittles as the word says amen to that Go ahead, sweetheart. Yes. And after that, the Lord is just in Genesis 3. And how the Lord is, we have been, me, you, and dad had been talking about how Eve was already been tempted by the fruit. The serpent could have tempted her unless she was first tempting, first tempted. And the Lord was just showing that 
as most things in life, though we don't recognize that there's always seeds planted, like Dad was saying, there's seeds planted that get you to think about something, and the Lord is showing that's exactly what happened here. It wasn't the first time that the devil had come into the garden to try to tempt man and woman. Possibly. It's just the first time he came and did it openly mm. and in your face. Kind of like how you said, Mommy, the devil didn't say, yeah, I'm like ruin your life and you're going to go right down to hell. <laughs> he, he doesn't do that. He never pops out straight with the, with the truth because the truth is not in him. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus said about him, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. He first hides himself. So the Lord is just showing that man had, or Adam in the situation, had ruled over temptations up to that point. But then, it be, then he fell for it. Mm-hmm. What's, ha- it, what's it say about um, Jesus being tempted in the wilderness? That the devil went away for a more opportune time. Okay. So that's what the devil does. Yes. He keeps mm-hmm. coming back. He keeps trying to scope the place out and see and test There's what are the boundaries and are they are they secure? Are they actually locked or is it just give the appearance? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yes. Okay. What do you think he does in the life of a, a believer? Are they actually standing? Right. What does he do? What did he do with Job? Lord, you said I had your protection about him, and all, everything he has. In other words, I can't get to it. I cannot touch him, mm-hmm. or his stuff. Yes. Okay. Well, the Lord does that same thing for us. We have to make sure we're not chipping away at the hedge of protection from the inside. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. That that would kind of defeat the purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But let's maintain it. I just recently heard somebody say it was it was a neat way of looking at it. it says you know God comes in by invitation. Mm-hmm. Satan's always looking for an open door to slip into. That's right. We have to make sure we keep all those doors closed. Amen. Or a crack in the wall, an open window. Right. He, a back. He's not looking for an invitation. <laughs> That's right. He's looking for an opportunity. He's That's a it. thief. That's Christ right. Christ wants the wants the invitation. Amen to that. He wants to be invited. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um. It's, it's funny to note, you know, when we think about traditionally how we've heard about creation and, and the garden, that that was the absolute beginning of everything. But how could Satan be in Satan's form in the garden already when he was working with the serpent if he hadn't first yet fallen? Right? Yes. And when we talk about the blood of Christ redeeming us, surely redeeming us just to the law of Moses couldn't be all there was. Right? Because there's more than that. Yes. What about the blessing of Abraham? What about the oneness that mankind had with God in the first couple days of creation in the beginning? What about that? So the blood of Jesus is redeeming us to our state of oneness with God, him being our God, we being his people, and nothing, there being nothing, again, that separates us from him. And us being in a place where we are exposed to God shouldn't make us recoil but it should bring liberty it should bring life to us it should bring fulfillment and freeness to us to know that i am exposed to you god and that is my way of existing that's how i should be that's when i'm free that's when i have um, nothing that's going to cause me to stumble because at any moment he can go hey something got in the garden as we are his garden right hey a seed entered in pluck it up get it out Stay with me. Like you said, Layla, look at me. Look at Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. When we hear his voice and his footsteps, we should never recoil. We should say, here I am, Lord. And 
when we understand the deepness, the depth of our God, the depth of his love, the depth of his omnipotence, but not in a way that tears us apart, but that brings us together, that should help us run to him. Because there's nothing that you could say, think, do, imagine, whatever, that he hasn't already known. There's nowhere that you could go to escape from him. But there's nowhere that he would want you to go to be away from him. He wants us close. And so remembering and seeing that if the blood of Jesus will take us to eternity, because God is a God of pattern, his own, his ways, he's a God of his own way, right? His ways. Yes. If he's taking us to eternity because we came from eternity, he's not just redeeming us to different steps along the way. He's taking us all the way back for the whole thing, all the way to the, the good and the righteous plan, God's divine order. And, um, you know, when you have questions, ask God, mm-hmm. not from an accusatory standpoint, why did you do this, Lord? Not that, not that he can't bear those kind of questions, but coming with him with your sincere, Lord, help me with this. This doesn't quite go together. This doesn't make sense to me. Show me, Lord. And from a way of truth, of faith in him and love for him, he will answer any question that you have. And he's mm-hmm. able to do it. Even if he says, um, like he told, uh, was it George Washington Carver? That's too high for you, little man. Ask me something different. When he was going to work on the peanuts and he was trying to discover before God in his laboratory, he started asking these grand questions. And the Lord said, that's too high for you, little man. Ask me a different question. And he kept working with them until it wasn't God who didn't want to answer. It was the man who couldn't conceive it at the moment. Mm-hmm. So he kept working with them so he could give him an answer and grow him from there. That's who we serve. A God who loves us. A deep and intimate God who wants one-on-one, but he also wants the whole family together like a parent with his children. I, we have multiple children and we love each of you uniquely and we mm-hmm. want our one-on-one relationship and the fullness comes when all the brethren are together, when our whole family's together in one place and there's no lurking sin around the corner, there's, right? And we can just relax yes. and rest and have grace and, and peace and truth in him. That's the same thing that God has for us and wants for us and that's a part of our inheritance. Amen. Anyone else? right well let's pause there for today and um we'll resume again on the next podcast all right yes so who wants to close out in prayer i will all right charles lord we just thank you for today lord and lord we just thank you that you're consistently good to us lord and that you give us grace and mercy lord first to us lord and that we can also show to others lord and, Lord, we also just thank you that you have given us everything in your word, Lord, so that we can t- continue to learn and grow, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. And before we go, I just want to say this. There are questions that religion can't answer for you. Amen. But relationship with Christ can. Absolutely. And with that, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus.
Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.